because it's Twitter Thursday. That means you follow us at Gary and Shannon will follow you back. How cool is that? Uh, I'm going to tweet the thing that you do every time this song comes on because I don't want to be the only sufferer. Oh, I missed it. Oh. What was it? You know what? I don't need a replay. We're good. We're good. Go go watch it on the Twitter here. Um. My worst punishment, by the way, I got my car taken away from me for breaking curfew one time. For three days, I couldn't drive my car. But I still had to go to school, and school's like five, six miles away. So oh, that's awesome. I had to ask somebody down the street to give me a ride to school. I mean, it's not a you horrible thing. I did walk plenty of times to school. Uh, but I, uh, it was an embarrassing thing because it was like a car full of girls that I had to, that a ride with. Oh, isn't that terrible as a high school boy to ride <laughs> no, with a car full of girls? Right, no, How far not the right girls? Were you? Uh, I was a full hour, I think, past Ooh. curfew. This was and before phones. My dad, uh, my I heard they. My parents' room was upstairs. And I heard my dad come downstairs after I had snuck in, like put the car in neutral, pull up to the curb. Uh, you know, sneak in through the the front door, but everything is super quiet. Take my shoes off, all that stuff, jump into bed. And I hear dad come downstairs, go right out the front door. And all he did was put his hand on the hood of the car and it was still hot, still warm. So then he comes oh. in, he opens the door to the bedroom with the lights on. And I go, oh, it's good. what are you doing? And he goes, you're grounded. And then turn around <laughs> and left. That was it. He's smart. Just the, the next morning I was like, well, by the way, what does that mean? Uh, you don't get your car all weekend, whatever it was. And it was, I don't know. Yeah. Or for three days or whatever it was. So that was, he was no nonsense. <laughs> what did you do? I was grounded for the month of October. Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> and if it was me uh, that was the parent, it would have been a lot worse than that. What did you do? I had a party in the house, oh. which is so terrible. Was it a rager? When I think about okay. that now as an adult and like, what were you what thinking? Was, what was, what was the piece of was, evidence that got you What was 14 year old oh, you thinking? It's a lengthy story. Oh, <laughs> okay. One o'clock hour. <laughs> I, we're not going to get into it. Tell Let's just Mark, say we can't boo, talk about today. Should, it should have been longer than October. Hey, what else is going on? <laughs> Time for what's happening. <laughs> you pull a ripcord as fast as you can. Here we go again on Wall Street. Dow plunged. Uh, sit, where would, 618 points there. Investors worried about inflation, higher interest rates, the bond market. <laughs> the bond market. The bond market. <laughs> the bond market concerns, as they say. Uh, the um, I think the most interesting part about this is that the volatility has continued for this long. Usually we get a few days, you know, one or two days, and things kind of settle off, and people start looking the other way, and we don't talk about it. But the Dow is down 638 points right now. Uh, we've got a little less than an hour left in trading, and uh, we could see another significant, significant change in Wall Street. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. I think this is the, the best part of uh, of down days on Wall Street. John Kelly. Wait, wait, wait I was going to play. That. That, was a, that was a sound cue that I missed. Oh. This is the best part about the down day on Wall Street. That's like it's play slide whistle. <laughs> what is this? Modesto? <laughs> 1987? We should get a consultant for this show. Oh, no. No, we should not. What were you saying about John Kelly? John Kelly 
is getting a lot of heat for protecting maybe the domestic abuse past of Rob Porter. John Kelly was, uh, remember when John Kelly came in as the White House Chief of Staff and everybody said, finally there's an adult in the room. Some sense of order. Being a little bit of military style rigor to this, uh, what seemed to be out of control West Wing. Well... There is a controversy now over how long he knew about the domestic abuse allegations about Rob Porter, uh, against Rob Porter. A couple of his ex-wives have said that he was abusive physically and mentally, uh, verbally. And uh, the chief of staff said that he was, uh, John Kelly said that he was shocked by these allegations. But now there are questions about whether that's a truthful statement at all, since he may have known about them for some time. Eagles fans, hundreds of thousands of those hateful little people are actually happy today. They have flooded the streets of Philadelphia to celebrate their city's Super Bowl victory. Uh, We are going to go live to Philadelphia to hear about all the carnage coming up uh, after (laughs) 1 o'clock. Hear about the damage, the fires that were set. Thankfully, it's the middle of the day. Jimmy G is trending. Five-year deal with the 49ers makes Jimmy Garoppolo the highest paid player in league history on an average per year basis terrified of this five years 137.5 million dollars you're thinking he's gonna get hurt what week two week three i would give it week four yeah at least that's the first thought that i have but still when and i know that they're doing this because he has shown incredible promise yes. in the eight games that he started yes i'm just but I, it's, it's just it's all i i still cannot get over one player Turning around a team that dramatically, yeah. that quickly. And maybe it, maybe he is the real thing. Maybe he is the real thing. He is. I just don't. I'm just worried about his health. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix is trending, and so is uh, Todd Phillips' Joker, uh, because Joaquin Phoenix is in talks to play the crown prince of crime in the Todd Phillips' Joker Origins movie that they're going to put out. It's not titled. That's not the name of it, but just explaining what uh, what made the Joker the Joker? The worst story of the day so far involves a little hamster named Pebbles. Flight two zero nine, you are cleared to take off. Roger, get off my plane. Roger, Roger. What's up, Enough is enough. I have had it with these monkey fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday plane. It's Gary and Shannon's Terror in the Skies what is, what is, on KFI. What does Pebbles, a pet dwarf hamster, have to do with Terror in the Skies? Pebbles, God rest her soul. Oh, no. Was a therapy animal. And Spirit Airlines forced one of its passengers to flush Pebbles down the toilet. Forced? An airline representative suggested flushing pebbles down an airport toilet. This girl is 21 years old. She was flying home from college to South Florida. She's one of Monica's people. Uh, She was scared, so she brought along her emotional animal, her, her, what are they called? Service animals? Yeah. Yeah. Service her emotional animal. Pebbles the hamster and Spirit's like, yeah, you can't fly with that thing. Why don't you flush it down the toilet? Now, Spirit Airlines says no one said that. No one would ever say that. But she was under pressure because she needed to get home promptly to deal with some sort of medical issue. 
She tried unsuccessfully renting a car. She's 21, I think. You'd have a hard time finding a place that would rent you a car. She agonized for hours before doing the unthinkable. Guess what we're getting in the office? We're getting... Uh, no. Yo, what? We're that never playing pebbles that. No, we're never going playing... Going down the toilet. We're never playing that sound effect again. Says you. And we're getting an office answer. <laughs> but I don't hate- tell anyone. Even though the building guy doesn't work here anymore, the guy who used to tell me no... When I would ask for very, You're very lucky, different. Because he would tell you to flush it down the toilet. Yeah. Oh various different service animals. Well, he doesn't work here anymore. And the guy who does do those checks now would never tell you no. Who is that guy? I think it's Clint. Oh, yeah. I could. He would never say no he to would, that. He wouldn't say no to. He'd say knock yourself out. Good Lord, I could kill someone in that office and Clint would say it's fine. I have a <sighs> quick update. Uh, when you were blast. talking about the Eagles parade. Yes. As soon as you finished talking about it, the phone over here rang. Oh. And I answered it. Yeah. And the voice just said, we are not hateful little people. <laughs> it was Chris and Carlo. <laughs> uh, I remember when the Eagles Uh-oh, came to town to play the Chargers. I was at that game. And your report from the stands was not good. Not In fact, they were, they were even mocking the Chargers cheerleaders. Saying no, and the guy who carries the flag from one end of the stadium to the other after yeah, the Chargers they, score, yes, it was bad. Yeah, it was really bad. Uh, Olympics when we come back, Gary and Shannon will continue. Gary and Shannon, just briefly. Uh, other Eagles news. There are two bald eagle eggs near Big Bear that are expected to hatch sometime this week. The nest is being watched over by the parents. It's closed off to protect uh, from the public to protect the eggs. The eggs are expected to hatch sometime between now and Sunday. And there's, there, a- there's an eagle cam. Yeah. It's on our website. A link to the cam. Yeah. Mm. Isn't that exciting? You guys are lucky. Monica, were you here for the baby eaglets the first time? Uh, I was not. It's a big thing around here. And then coming up in March, we do a baby animal bracket. Oh. Um, which the, I was surprised the baby eaglets did not win just because of the big deal we make around baby eaglets around here. Yeah, we talk about it a lot. Was it the baby hedgehog that won? Mm. Blake, Blake, what baby animal? Which one? You don't yeah. remember? You'd have to go check the record books. Um, but <laughs> what a bracket for what though? Baby animals. Baby animals. What's what's cuter? Monica, what's oh, what's cuter? Yeah, like the baby hedgehog versus the baby seal. Yeah, it's our oh. March Madness, is what it is. Right. Yeah. I'll tell you what won't win. Hmm. That baby squirrel that you posted on Instagram yesterday. That's too baby. That's why. Oof. That's like fetal squirrel. Yeah, we didn't do our fetus bracket. That didn't really pan out last oh. time, did it? <laughs> Uh, the Olympics are underway. I don't know if you knew that. We have actually already seen two days of biathlon, a day of alpine skiing, two days of luge, two days of ski jumping, and we haven't even seen the opening ceremonies yet. It's, uh, I think, 3 o'clock our time early tomorrow morning that you can watch them live, maybe on the NBC Sports channel. But... Uh, up until then, uh, you're just going to see talk about it. Vice uh, they Pres- do start their coverage tonight. Vice President Pence is leading the American delegation there. 
in in uh, South Korea. And he was in the news this morning uh, because there was a, a story about U.S. Olympic figure skater, openly gay, Adam Rip- Rippon. Mm-hmm. And how there was a report that Pence asked to meet with him or have a conversation with him. And he said, no, 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 I'm not going to meet with anybody who funded gay conversion therapy or, or was into that. And so Mike Pence's staff actually released a statement about it. And the statement was, the vice president is proud to lead the U.S. delegation to the Olympics, support America's incredible athletes. This accusation is totally false, has no basis in fact. The vice president will be enthusiastically supporting all the U.S. athletes completing, competing. I hope they sit down. My, uh, Adam says he doesn't want to meet with Mike Pence until after his uh, he's finished on the ice before you mm-hmm. know, all the men's figure skating is over. I hope they sit down. I hope they figure this out. It's just it's a stupid I shouldn't say it's it's not a stupid thing to be upset about. It's a stupid thing for this to play out in the public. I think Adam and Mike both ha- sorry, Adam and the vice president could make a lot of inroads here with just a sit down simple conversation about whatever it is that their disagreements might be. Yeah, I think you're right. And what a great example it would prove on both of their behalfs to reach out and actually sit down with each other and Okay, so what is it that you actually so wait, believe you, in? Do you think do you this really gay think? thing is a is a sickness? Why do you think that way? Yeah, frustrating. You a big curling fan? Oh, am I? I? That's what I said. Are you a big curling fan? Oh, yeah. Did you watch any of it yet? No. You know, we were offered to go to a curling venue. It's like, a, sh- it's like a shuffleboard? On ice? On ice. Yeah. What did you think I was going to say? I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes... <laughs> It's a crapshoot, what you're about to say. When we come back, uh, we're going to get into Swamp Watch, talk about what's going on with the budget deal. The Senate is going to vote first today, and then the House. Uh, looks like it's a pretty sure thing in the Senate, but the House might be a whole nother story. Lana Zak is going to join us about that when we come back. Gary and Shannon will continue with Swamp Watch. Drain the swamp. We're going to drain the swamp of Washington. We're going to have fun doing it. We're all doing it together. Oh, the Senate set to vote this afternoon on what looks like a two-year spending bill. A lot of spending going on in this bill, too. Yeah, a lot of people are upset about it. So when we jump jump into Swamp Watch, that's the first thing we're going to talk about. Lana Zach is joining us from Washington, D.C. It looks like, Lana, that they are still working out some of the details. Why haven't they voted yet? You know, there's. We had heard that um, that Ron Paul was uh, was being a little bit of of a fly in the ointment for his Senate colleagues, and that that might have been part of the reason. He's asking for um, 15 minutes before the vote for uh, for them to consider his amendment to the spending bill. But the amendment would be to keep in place budget caps, which is the exact opposite of what the spending bill is going to do, and uh, is is unlikely to pass. So that might 
might be part of the reason for the delay. Of course, everybody waiting and hoping that this can get taken care of as soon as possible. We're hoping that this does not turn into another midnight marathon when we're all looking at uh, at the House to see if they're going to vote in favor or against this bill. Right now, that's the big wild card here at the Capitol. We think that everything's going to go fine with the Senate. The White House has said that they're uh, on board as well. But there are both Republicans and Democrats right now who have expressed their opposition to this spending bill. But Paul Ryan believes that he has enough votes in the House, right? He does. He believes he has them. But, you know, we we can't always just bank on them saying that they have the votes. In some, in some cases, that's a political strategy to get other members on board because they think everybody else is going to vote for it and they don't want to be the, <laughs> the single people out there. We do know that the House Freedom Caucus has said that they are opposed. Those are the most conservative members of the Republican Party. Uh, and Nancy Pelosi has said that she's voting no, and she actually just sent out a letter to her uh, her Democratic colleagues explaining why she's voting no, and it's because because she doesn't have a promise from Paul Ryan, uh, similar to the Senate promise, to bring forward an open debate on DACA. She's worried that uh, that Ryan's looking too much at President Trump and the White House and also those conservative members of his party for what to do about immigration reform. And she thinks that if uh, that if an open process were to happen on DACA, that, that there are enough moderate Republicans that they would have support and be able to pass that. So she's voting no, but she's stopping short of telling other Democrats that they need to vote no as well. Yeah, I mean, even if if Paul Ryan does have a majority of of the Republicans, you'd still need half uh, of the Democrats to pass that deal. And and like you said, you know, it's it's a hard sell when you say, oh, well, we'll give you you what what you want down the line, or we'll compromise with you down right. the line. Right. And and to be crystal clear, Pelosi is not asking for a DACA agreement in this bill. She's not expecting it. She's not asking for it. What she's asking for is uh, is a promise that. Ryan will bring forward legislation that's offered on DACA, even if it does not have the majority support of of Republicans, um, but will bring it forward to either pass or fail on the House floor. This has still plenty of stuff in it. I mean, it's not just the budget deal. It's got, uh, or I should say it's a budget deal, but it's got all these different facets to it. Disaster relief, the, you mentioned right. the debt ceiling, uh, opioid addiction money, some infrastructure money as well. So there's a lot of people that this does make happy. Right. And there's a lot of Democrats uh, that want to see this happen. They've been pledging to their constituents that they're going to do it. And in fact, when Pelo- when we were talking about Pelosi's letter, she, she calls those um, those hard-fought victories for Democrats. So those are wins. Uh, but she, she says that she doesn't want to lose the leverage. And so that's part of the reason why uh, why she is really leaning on uh, on the House Speaker, Paul Ryan, right now. Lana Zach, thank you so much. Appreciate all the info. Thank you. One of the uh, comments that I saw about this that I loved was uh, Jeff Flake of Arizona. Was that a was that a, oh, a gunshot? Was that a <laughs> no? It's my little. Um... It's a unicorn that shoots balls out of its mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Oscar, we're gonna need uh, handcuffs or something like that. I'll put it away. Says the guy who just climbed on his chair not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Jeff Flake from Arizona <laughs> is the Republican <laughs> senator, uh, and in the in the context of this budget bill, said, I love bipartisanship, as you know. In fact, he'd been criticized uh, by President Trump many times in the last couple of months. He says, the problem is the only time we discover bipartisanship is when we spend more money. And think about that. This is one of, this is a your, massive your, spending bill. Your money. Yeah. It's th- not even their, <laughs> it's not even their money. Yeah. It's just, it's my money that they continue to spend. We're talking about 
being on track for a trillion-dollar deficit for the first time since President Obama's first term in office. This is not the way it's supposed to go. You're not supposed to spend this much money all the damn time. Well, you tell them. We, um, the White House press briefing was originally scheduled to start about two and a half hours ago and then went back uh, and changed the the time a couple of uh, a couple of times over the last few hours. Who is this Raj man? Raj Shah is the deputy, one of the deputy White House press secretaries. He's the one. Has at he the, handled these before? I don't know if I've ever seen him at the podium. No, I don't I've think I've seen him so. answering questions on behalf of the White House in some stand-up interviews, but they're talking about the allegations against Rob Portman, the staff secretary, Ralph Porter, uh, about whether or not the White House knew about it, whether or not he was able to pass the FBI background check, and whether or not White House Chief of Staff John Kelly knew these domestic abuse allegations against him months ago, even though John Kelly came out and said he was shocked. Shocked, I say. I wonder why Sarah Huckabee Sanders isn't handling this. I don't know. Good question. Curious. Um, well, I'm going to listen to this uh, when we get into the break here, and we'll see if anything comes uh, out of it. On the other side, we're going to also talk about what former White House staffer Omarosa Maganao. Omarosa, who, Omarosa. by the way, is is constantly selling her 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 words. Yes. About what happened yes. in the White House, and yep. maybe even uh, took the job in order for uh, for some commerce down the line. Yeah, and shame on CBS, by the way. Shame on them. We're putting this woman on this show, Big Brother. We'll talk about that when we come back. All right, before we head back to the White House press briefing room, quick look at Wall Street. Dow down 840 points. Of course, all of this began last Friday, and the losses have continued this week. Investors worrying about early signs of inflation. Analysts are also saying the market has gotten much too expensive um, after that huge run-up over the last year and has been long overdue for this. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Tom Brady. What? I'm just, I was trying to connect it to something. Okay. But then I guess now nah, that wouldn't work because it started on Friday. Right. Not until after the Super Bowl. Hmm. Uh, we were just watching what's going on at the White House, the uh, press briefing right now with Raj Shah, one of the premier. Premier deputy, what's it? Primary deputy, press deputy secretary? press secretary. Um, one of the uh, one of the questions. M- many of these questions are all about Rob Porter and what sort of security clearance he had. By the way, he didn't have one. They were still working on it, uh, which may have been part of where some of these allegations came from. These allegations of domestic abuse. That's that's kind of a problem, right? Uh, a, a White House staff secretary where the background check isn't fully done yet. Well, what's, what's the holdup? Well, should somebody have that post when it hasn't been completed? When, yeah. How long does it take for them to. Raj Shah said he was asked about that. He asked he was asked how many senior staff members there at the White House do not have their full background checks done and don't have the security clearances that they're waiting for. And he said, listen, um, I can't talk about that. It's called a security clearance for a reason. And that's all I'm going to say. That was it. So uh, he also got a question about Omarosa. Yeah, he got a question because Omarosa is rolling on the president and she's on Big Brother. And and uh, Shah, Raj Shah's response was, 
Omarosa was fired on The Apprentice three times. Do you notice he read the answer? Yeah. Who wrote that? Yeah. She was fired three times for The Apprentice and once here, so we fired her four times altogether. And that she never had contact with the president. That's what he said. Despite the fact that all the other times we'd heard about her was that she was too close to the president. Jason Nathanson's following uh, all the drama. Jason, what what did Omarosa say on Big Brother? What's the deal? He he pointed out that she was fired three times on The Apprentice, and then they hired her in the White House. Right, but he didn't say that part. He just said, we also fired her from the White House. That's kind of crazy. Okay, so... Celebrity Big Brother started yesterday. It's the first ever edition of Celebrity Big Brother, and this is uh, my definitely guilty pleasure of all the TV shows that I watch. It's fantastic, uh, and it just started. And who knew that Omarosa would be the you know get into so much controversy so quickly? Everybody just met each other in the house, and it's a mixture of B, you know B and C level celebrities. She's probably the most famous and definitely the most uh, influential in terms of the White House and the most recent. Uh, and she was talking to Ross Matthews. I don't know if you remember him from the Jay Leno show. He was like a field correspondent who would go out and do stupid stuff. Uh, the two of them are talking on a couch, and this is a clip released from CBS that will air on tonight's show, but they wanted to get it out there. When she came into the house, Ross Matthews was initially very hesitant about her, didn't want to get involved with her drama, and also because she's Republican. Uh, but the two of them, I guess, opened up together. And uh, uh, so on the couch... Omarosa's crying. She, he asks her, why did you go work for the Trump White House? And she said, I felt it was a call of duty. I felt I was serving my country, not him. And then she says, I was haunted by tweets every single day. What's he going to tweet next? Matthews asked, does anybody say to him, what are you doing? She replied, I tried to be that person. And then all the people around him attacked me. It was like, keep her away. Don't give her access. So she's saying, you know, in contrary to, to what was just said at the White House press briefing, that she was trying to tell him every day, uh, you know, that you shouldn't be doing this, you shouldn't be saying this or whatever. Then she says, um, you know, it's not my circus, it's not my monkeys, you know, I'd like to say not my problem, but I can't say that because it's bad. And then the ominous music comes up. <laughs> and and Matt says, don't say that. Basically, I, I need reassurance that everything's going to be okay. And she says, no, it's not going to be okay. It's not. <laughs> in tonight. And see more. I can't wait. I am ashamed of CBS for putting this on television. But at the same time, I totally understand the guilty pleasure of wanting to oh, watch it. Fantastic. This is, I mean, especially, you know, we're in the Olympics dead zone right now. So nothing else is airing pretty much. <laughs> hey, so wait, what is it? I'm like not in the Big Brother loop. Is it like uh, real world from MTV? They just throw a bunch of people in a house and, and roll tape? But they can't leave. They're in the house 24-7. They give them alcohol. Um, and then they So can- it's like The Bachelor. Right, and then they compete for certain prizes and things like that, uh, and for the head of household. So you, when you're the head of household, you can nominate two other people for eviction. And so oh. there all these alliances form, and last night we saw that as well with Omarosa being kind of, you know, the, the head of trying to put together alliances. So it's a lot of, a lot of people do stuff to kind of get on people's good side, so you don't really know what to trust and what not to trust. Her tears might be some kind of ploy. But then again, it seemed pretty real. It could be some artificial substance placed into her eyeballs to make us feel like she has feelings. That's very true. Ah. Yes, does that a lot. I knew it. All right. No doubt. Jay Nat, thank you. Before I get sued, no, they don't.
Uh, nice retraction. <laughs> Thank you. Car- Thanks, Jason. Carson Wentz addressing the crowd in Philadelphia on the Rocky Steps. So we know we've heard from Chris and Carlo. but of thousands of people. Is he in Philly? No. Is his heart in Philly? Yes. He tweeted this morning something to that effect, something about some my heart hurts because it's not there or something. I'm paraphrasing, but that was the gist, and I understand that. Uh, well, speaking of Philadelphia, we will go to Philadelphia. Karen Travers is there watching the fiasco that is the Philadelphia Eagles' first ever Super Bowl champion party. And Carlo might just be like in the streets of downtown L.A. wearing nothing but an Eagles flag. <laughs> Holding his phone up, watching the parade yeah. and the coverage on the yeah, phone yeah, yeah. and then pretending like he's there. Uh, we'll also get into what's going on on Wall Street. The Dow is down 900 points just minutes before closing. So we'll get into all of that. And Mark Saltzman, our tech guy, next on Gary and Shannon.